Alright, good morning everyone. This week on MKB Body and Mind, we're discussing choices as it's the topic of the month. And we've got a special guest and a good friend of mine from my teenage years, Eric Moyer. So, me and Eric are going to be talking about choice, specifically the choice that you make within your friends in building your social groups. We're going to try to talk a little bit about how we develop these social groups and when, if we make conscious effort to you know, choose to make friends. And then try to see if the same principles apply in building our actual lives. Do we make the choice to have the life that we're in now? And if so, when? So, a little bit from Eric now. Introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself. That's a dope intro, bro. <laughs> that is. You people, uh, I'm Eric, as you said. We we go back like I was actually doing the maths on the way here because I was telling someone about it. We go back about fifteen years, man. <laughs> about fifteen long, years. Yeah, that's yeah, long, man. yeah, yeah, man. So like we met. Uh, well, secondary school, like year seven. For anyone that wants to know or doesn't know what that is, that's like we was eleven. Yeah, I think yeah. you were like, so. Year seven, you're eleven to twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you turn sixteen, obviously, and then you go off. You do like sick form stuff. You go to university and whatnot, and yeah, we just stayed in contact. But um, about me, man, I'm so like my whole thing is psychology. You know, I try and stay on top of my fitness as well. Uh, make the choice to stay on top of my fitness because for a long time it wasn't really a choice. And then um, much like Marco's last guest, I do photography, probably not to the extent where I'm making enough money from it yet, but I do dabble in it, you know, so follow at Galico Photography, you know what I mean? How, how are we spelling? How are we spelling Galico? Oh, it's G-A-L-L-I-C-O underscore photography. Cool. So yeah, man, get at me on that and let's work. I'll clearly be back in Leeds more times. So, yeah. but also, yeah, if you want some of his badass business cards, I oh, still have some because he yeah. gave me like a hundred last time I yes, saw him. Yes, I did. Yes, and I, I did. I, it's hard. It's hard to give away business cards that aren't for your, your own company business, for yeah. someone who's not like technically in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. To do photography. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like leafleting for something that you know that they're going to... Because the the actual business cards are really nice. Yeah, they're proper nice. When you hold them, you're like, ooh. (laughs) It's kind of like giving someone a treat for their fingers. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, this is a business card. It's like, no, no, no. I just want you to stroke this when you're stressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so if you want some of those, i still got some. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? If anyone gets at me for the right price, I'll happily come down to Leeds, man. So that that ain't a problem. Five hour drive, but I'll do it, man. I'll do it for the work. Cool. Where where did you drive from? Oh, so now I live in Kent. So we both used to live in London. We both went to school in Essex and then uh like we all went our separate ways. Marcos, we know obviously came up to Leeds, but uh, I went down to Kent. So I'm like based near Canterbury Way and um yeah, so that drive was just a long ass drive, man. I had to have a couple of stops and whatnot, but yeah, came down to actually see the fight that Marco's got today, which is pretty dope. So, you know, you need to win that. By the time people are <laughs> listening to this, they probably won't. Probably, um, know. Yeah, probably, probably seen the, the video. Yeah, so we're just going to pretend like he won the fight. Um, yeah, 
Because, okay. you know, why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, positive visualisation. That's it, man. you got to, like, visualise it in order to... Funny you say that, man. I was actually uh, training with one of my buddies up in, uh, like, well, down now. Down near uh, North Stratford-upon-Avon. Like, mm. he goes to a CrossFit gym because he's a rugby player. And uh, his dad was, like, this guru kind of guy. And he was like, Eric... I can't do his accent because he's Dutch, but he was like, Eric... You need to visualise yourself lifting that bar. You need to be positive about it. And you need to make sure that you see it happening a hundred times before you even do it. And I shit you not, bro. Like, I managed to get my new PB lifting that bar. Because, man, all I had to do was visualise that shit. So, yeah, let's visualise your winning, man. And fucking, it'll go. I've been visualising kneeing this guy in the head. Yeah, you were saying. Ever since since they told me that I could knee him. And you know what? I still don't know if I actually can knee him in there. So this is where my positive visualizations kind of got a slight flaw in it. But, you know, I've also visualized hitting people in many other places with many other body parts. So I I think I'll be good. That's it, man. That's like the mindset of a fighter, people. (laughs) My whole psychology thing, I'll, I'll... like dissect minds and whatnot. That is the mindset of a fighter. I don't think like most people don't think about stuff like that, do they? You know, I think normal people think about it more than I I do. Oh really? Yeah, like um, for example, have you ever? I guess the most recent example that I I have is say I'm a bit stressed or something and I'm cycling. Yeah. And this car just like, decides to beep at me because yeah. I don't have some lights or I'm not driving with a helmet or, yeah. you know, and I'm just, all I'm thinking is, fuck you, I'm uphill. <laughs> like, this is an uphill cycle. <laughs> You're in a comfortable car. Just go around. Like, why do you have yeah, to make yeah, a big yeah. deal out of this? Yeah, and not... then, if I do catch a glimpse of the person, I'll stereotype them and I'll imagine this complicated story <laughs> where I end up beating them up. <laughs> so so you're there well, like, visualising like you're cycling and then they're like I've had enough of yeah, this they and you fucking pull over and yeah. jump out of the car and yeah <laughs> and I'm like alright you got it now you don't know what I do yeah, yeah. so and I'm pretty sure because I've like I'm pretty sure people do have those visualisations like yeah, yeah, where, yeah. when they've got this kind of like repressed normal anger, everyday anger yeah. Um, but I that usually doesn't happen to me, and if I do ever get into a situation where it's kind of like confrontational, yeah. I'm always one to like pull back and make it. More I think a lot of fighters are because like you just you just know that you get to fight later on, or like you get to hit something or someone later on. I guess I guess like you have your you have your out, so you don't need to necessarily yeah. be going out and beating people up on the street. Like, like why why do you think that's the case? Like, why do you actually think that's the case? Because well, why do I think it's the case that like that the fighters, fighters have this like calm demeanor? Because they can like, like you don't have to be concerned about proving that you're the best like street fighter or whatever. Because you step in a cage and or you step in the ring and you're ready to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't you don't have to worry about oh this guy's pissed me off. Let me beat him up because. It's, it's, that's like your life already it's already a part of your life and you know fighting like the way I see it because uh, in case anyone's watching I like watch a lot of fighting as well I understand lots of different martial arts um, fighting the way that I see it it's a discipline 
And much like any other discipline, you need to be disciplined in all aspects of it. So when you go out into the street, it's not very disciplined for someone that can kick the living shit out of you to then just start using that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to stay within the confines of your discipline and mm. respect it because, you know, you, you have a particular set of skills that can fuck someone up. Like the lame man, you could easily fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think fighters are like conscious of that and they just know that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, the thing is, I've, I've thought about this a lot before mm. and you know it always comes down to this this idea of, of discipline and the fact that you know you know that you don't need to prove yourself yeah. to be the best by beating up some random guy in the street yeah, exactly yeah you're going to be fighting some guys that you've been training it's going to be a lot harder to be but lately i've been thinking a little bit more about um structures within the fight industry if you yeah. call it that so yeah. like you know, what actually compels someone to join a fighting gym and stay to the point that they improve to be a recognized actual fighter? And I, I'm pretty sure most fight gyms have this kind of system where you need, in order to, to be respected enough mm. to come mm. back day after day, mm. you need to be a little bit humble to you know, take shit from say the instructor yeah, who's yeah. gonna who's gonna like if you're doing crap. Most I think for me anyway, the best way that I've learned is the instructor will fully just like hit me. Yeah. And I had that with my first Muay Thai instructor. I was in class, like I was doing quite well. He was like, "Let me show you this." He he was showing you kick, catch a kick, and then sweep the leg or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Kick me," so I kick him I catch the kick and I know he's going to sweep the leg because yeah. he's doing it slow for the class yeah. so I like pull my leg out yeah. and he's like aha very very funny um, do it again so as I do it again he just fucking palms me in the nose Oh, so just like full on like straight up <laughs> boom in the nose and I was just like do you know what fair, fair enough like I can't even I can't even say anything about this right yeah, now. Like, yeah, yeah, I completely understand I was at fault there. And I yeah, shouldn't yeah, have been yeah, trying yeah, to like, yeah, show yeah. off even though I was a 16-year-old yeah. kid. And the same thing with, with my instructor now at Kepon Tip in Leeds. Yeah. Um, he's the type of person that, for my last fight three weeks ago, I had a, a bit of like a sprained foot or something. Yeah, yeah. And I went to him and I was like... Trying oh, so to... you was actually working with the injury for your last fight? Yeah, yeah. Sort, sort of. On the yeah. fight, it didn't really come out. Like, it wasn't really an issue. But I went to him and I was like, look, um, coach, I know that you like to tell me to throw right kicks yeah. all the time. Yeah. Literally, that's his thing. Like, yeah. uh, Especially when you're starting out, he's like, right kick, right kick, yeah. right kick, kick cross, <laughs> kick cross, kick cross, right kick, right kick. And you're just like, oh, yeah. wow. And basically, I saw that coming, so I was like, look, jump up, I've kind of hurt my, my right foot, so yeah. I'm struggling to throw these right kicks. Like, I, when you say, I'll throw anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, just the right kicks. You know, I thought, I thought he was going to sort of uh, reason with it and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll tell you to do yeah, this, this, yeah, this. Yeah. And he was like, look, yeah, if you feel hurt, yeah, you don't want to fight, don't fight. Right? If, I, if I tell you to throw a right kick, you throw that right kick. Yeah? If you don't listen to me, I'll slap you. And it, for me, that's, it's, that's it's simple as that. Coach, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it's, it's simple yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, you know what, coach? Yeah, whatever you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. And do yeah, that. yeah, yeah. End of. And those are the, I think those are the people that come and have success in the current 
like uh, let's say fight sphere. Mm-hmm. There are other gyms as well that are really buying into this. Um, I think a, a new culture that's been developed with MMA, mm. which has made it much more accessible, mm. where the coaches aren't necessarily so like traditional in the don't mm. fuck with me, mm. learn the things, listen to what mm. I say, and you do well. Mm. They're more kind of like you're trying to build a complete fighter. fighter. So you'll yeah. have like several different coaches. You have your jiu-jitsu coach, your wrestling yeah, coach, your striking you coach. head coach. It's like, yeah. so it's a team. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when people come into organizations like that, mm. then I think they have more chance to, to actually see, like go through the system. Yeah, but yeah, the thing yeah. is, if you are aggressive, if you look to violence to solve your problems, yeah. you're not going to get through like even the first month of the ordinary coaching that I described before because he's going to shut you down. He's going to make you feel like shit and you're going to keep trying to come back to try and solve problems with anger and he's going to, you're not going to yeah, find success. That's, that's, that's what's good with fighting because like, if you think about it, most of the, like most of the successful, like heavyweight boxing champions, for example, mm. have been like very angry men use Tyson as an example. Like probably the biggest example. Mike Tyson. Yeah, 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 Mike Tyson. Very, very fucking angry man when he was growing up and boxing like completely mm. changed his life. It's a good outlet for that angle. And I think at first a lot of like angry people yeah. have a very difficult time transitioning because you're you're angry and you're just trying to fight, but there's this coach that just can fuck you up easily. True. And you're like, but what even the fuck? With, and with you Tyson. show you show respect in the gym as well, like even if you're such an angry kid. So I think like fighting's a good outlet mm. for people with aggression. Eventually it like sort of like a coach with that sort of mentality would like calm the like the the aggression. Yeah. In the with in the, in with the Tyson, I, I can't say too much about it, but Customato has seemed to have been like caught on tape saying uh, there's a it's quite a famous thing where he goes like what well, you wanna find a fire, you want to find this fire and then yeah, build yeah, the fire yeah. into a huge burning thing and yeah. then feed that with flame and so on. Like He's basically talking about guiding and seeing where this potential is and guiding yeah, it. Yeah. And regardless of your personality, there is an ideal way for you to express your um, solution and win the fight. For, for people yeah. that are specifically violent, um, you just want to kind of refine that violence. To yeah, something. yeah, yeah. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, a lot of I think traditional gyms don't refine. don't have time for that. You see, oh, like okay, if if yeah, a yeah, if a fighter yeah. comes in and he's like crazily athletically gifted, yeah, like, yeah, he's just he goes onto bags and the guy's like, fucking hell, he's strong. Yeah. They'll make time for him. Yeah. But if he if he's just kind of like your ordinary guy, who will start a street fight for yeah. a headbutt and be like, I'm the fucking strongest, mate. But I think you could also tell the difference, you know? Yeah, but both the of them both of them have, like, some sort of anger. One is more, yeah, like, athletically you can tell, gifted. Yeah. But then I think it's more like um, whether that anger can be channeled or not. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's the coach's job and whether yeah. the coach is willing to, to do yeah. it. So, are, so would you say, like, the coach is one of the biggest, like... Um, aspects of a fire building yeah. like that fighters you know or even touching on like like um like who you choose to associate with and that's like, true. That's like true, yeah. potentially it's like your friend would you say your coach is like one of the biggest people in that like social group that social circle it depends on the size of your gym and how much attention your coach gives you yeah so i think like 
Well, in fact, I've been thinking a lot about um, social structures within gyms. Yeah. Um, because yeah. my next project, well, my next large project yeah. will be to um, go to Algeria, yeah. see if there's, um, if I can understand the social structures, build, eventually build a gym. Yeah, I think you are telling me this the last time we met yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, build a gym and try to basically have it function yeah. with me there only like two months of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what I need to that is, I don't just need like an instructor. Like Technically, I can give someone a tape and some syllabus and then be like, look, I'll pay you this much, you do that. Yeah. And there's no, there's no guarantee it'll work. It might work. Yeah. But the thing is, I think what really draws these people in is when someone has enthusiasm. Yeah. People start to kind of gather around that enthusiasm and then they look to each other like, oh shit, you like this too. You yeah, like this yeah, too. Yeah. And, and they build builds. they build community. Yeah. And that community is kind of, it's sort of grows in sort of like a hierarchy, but not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a hierarchy. It just needs to be um, different types of contained communities that can sort of funnel into each other. Yeah, now yeah, what yeah. I mean by that is, as a complete beginner, you might go into a gym of like 200 people yeah. and you might look around and um, the only people that are really interacting with you yeah. are the like most recent beginners yeah, that have decided yeah, yeah. to stay. Yeah. And you kind of chat to them and you sort of like get good and get yeah, in with them. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're, they're sort of motivating you to, to continue. Yeah. And then the people who have been there a bit longer, you know, they're there being like, oh yeah, you're pretty good. Do you want to come to the first competition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they'll be organising that, like the yeah, first competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, you're starting to get attention from like the sort of fighter group, which a lot yeah. of gyms will have. See, that's, that's sort of like, it's funny you say that because that's sort of like my gym. I mean, I go to a bodybuilder's gym. Right. But um, like when I first started up, I was very like, the black sheep on my own and I just I, like you're right I was like getting to know like some of the people that like started at the same time as me mm. but the more I got into it the more like the seasoned vets and like the seasoned bodybuilders would be like coming over to me giving me advice and stuff and then like I'd be asking them for like spots and stuff when I'm hitting up bench and squats and whatnot and and the more I'd like been there and the more I'd like sort of earn respect through like the work that I put in because I always try and lift like as heavy as I can on Sundays so mm-hmm. The more like respect that I earned, the more they started to engage with me now. And now I'm like in that core, like group of like the regulars, the regular bodybuilders, the regular gym yeah. goers. You know what I mean? And like I know all of like them lot. I know all the people that work at the gym. I know all the people mm. that train there. So like, you know, as like comparing that to fighting, it's 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 like it's like a rank system, in it. Sort of, yeah. It's like a rank yeah. system where you come in and you're like this novice and you don't know shit and you don't know anyone, you don't know what you're really doing yeah. or you might have like a small inkling but like it's it's barely past that another mm-hmm. stage and then once you start putting in the work, like I'm sure with you, other fighters, like more seasoned fighters start recognising and start seeing things and yeah, that's dope. So yeah, what have you noticed about like that, that hierarchy then and that, 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 that ranking system almost? Um, <clears throat> and like, what does that mean for you like in terms of bi- like building the structure of a gym or something like that so I've, I've noticed that there's a few few systems like yeah. more commercial gyms what they do is they they force um, this kind of they force an illusion of, of loyalty by what they do is they'll have PTs 
you yeah. know, circ- circling around the gym. Yeah. And because they're constantly there, yeah. they eventually become part of like the core members, yeah, but not yeah, yeah. not for the reason of going to train. Yeah. Just because yeah. they're they're there and they constantly they should there, be respected yeah. as yeah. a PT. And then with the PTs interacting with um, with the PTs interacting with um, the like new clients that are coming in yeah the new clients have the option to get personal training yeah and yeah, this yeah. kind of helps people sort of skip over that initial awkward phase yeah like, like assimilate into the gym yeah, a little bit more yeah. yeah well that's that's what some commercial gyms do well yeah um some like i know exercise for less does a similar thing but they have a massive problem where what are these are these like just like are these like fighting gyms or just like no these these are like, like ordinary gyms, gyms like, and stuff you've like got that weight weights like just for you, that'd everything. be like strength and conditioning kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got uh, bags and a ring and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the problem they have is that the current members yeah. have been there longer than all of the employees. Yeah. <clears throat> so you've got members that have been there for like seven years. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're there telling you about, oh, you remember that time the gym got flooded? Yeah. And a bunch of other members will remember that. Yeah. But the employees... And like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? They, they literally only last like six months. Yeah. And then there's a refresh. Quick turnover. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> when they try to implement the system of, let's get some PTs on the floor. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll kind of gain approval from the main core group. And yeah. And PTs, uh, clients will see that and they'll want to do PTs with yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah. they'll bring us more revenue. Yeah. There's like a floor in that structure. Yeah. So what I've noticed is in order for you to to create a positive structure it needs to be natural but you also need to provide um, alternatives in the sense that the most natural thing you can do is go into a space give yourself time to look around and find what is the easiest way to kind of become comfortable with it yeah 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 um now we live in a world where we don't really do that so much it's it's very it's quite an anxious thing to think let me go into a place that I know no one no, no. yeah like you wouldn't get look around and like try a lot of people interrupt. driving up to fucking Leeds to like just watch a fire just new environment you know what I mean you yeah. wouldn't get yeah you don't really get a lot of people that just want to like get out there people are very comfortable with being mm. comfortable exactly yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the fact that the idea of socialising is very like oh that sounds like a big deal makes makes me think a bit like I think because it sounds a big deal, you need to put more effort into putting yourself in that situation. But, yeah. But if you do own a gym, <coughs> that's where you can capitalize on it. Yeah. Because to make profit, I personally believe in making profit by providing service, like positive service. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, so you provide an option for people to kind of get on board more, to sort of like skip past that. Yeah, But you yeah, need yeah. to be in control of that social group. Yeah. The thing is like, Social structures and communities can have stuff where, let's say you have someone who gets into the community, yeah. they start bringing in, to keep it simple, bring in like negative vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that will slowly dissolve the community. Yeah, yeah. They'll dissolve will. momentarily and yeah. reform somewhere else, trying to escape this negative vibe. Yeah, yeah And yeah. that dissolving will affect the actual growth of your gym. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah 100%. So that's, those are the things I've noticed, but to be honest, like, I don't want to go too much into the theory of developing community in the gym. I want to bring it back to personal choice yeah. of um, how how you choose your, your social groups. So, 
we last, I think last time we were like in contact day to day was probably upset, right? Well, day to day contacts. Yeah, yeah. Probably even a little bit after that, because you still like came with me to like you still visited me at my uni and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah but even so, then, that was like I didn't see you for like three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. down for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, day to day would be upper yeah. sixth. So anyone listening, upper sixth is like we're 17, 18 years old. Eight, then, 18, 19. Yeah, 18, 19. No, 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 because you turn 19 in uni, don't you? First year of uni. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. I'm just an old guy. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I told, I, yeah, because yeah. I, I turn, I took a gap year, turned 19 oh, in you? September. Oh, okay. Turned 20 before I went to uni. Oh, okay, that's yeah, it, yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah. born in September. For yeah. us, fucking confined to the system people <laughs> we fucking went to uni at 18 <laughs> um uh but yeah that's 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 what upper sixth is that's when we were last having day-to-day contact mm. yeah 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 so like let's um i don't know kind of like explore the memories of that time um first off i just want to say it's a big change from um from year 11 just because there's less structure to what you're doing day to day and you can spend yeah. a lot of time in um what's what's like that common area yes on the yeah, common room yeah. you spend a lot of time in the common room just like <laughs> chatting <laughs> random shit like the yeah, amount of never shit, have yeah. i ever or um those like dumb games that yeah, you can play that i played shit, or yeah. that's it would you rather yeah, played yeah, so yeah. much would you rather just like doing do you remember when what's her name sister dropped down because she was Wardham hills Oh, down the steps. Yeah. Who, who was it, though? Uh, we, should we really say names like that? Uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was, oh, MB. The initials were MB. Uh, don't, don't worry. Oh, uh, we'll look her up afterwards, yeah. man. Her sister, yeah, dropped yeah. down the stairs because she was wearing all of these heels. And I was laughing. And those are my initials. <laughs> <laughs> those are a lot of people's initials. <laughs> Fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So when we started getting that freedom, right? Yeah. I guess like if you look at it from year seven, you sort of get put into your forms. So we we got put in eight forms in our year, yeah. and those forms were divided into sides. Four forms were X side, four forms were Y side. Yeah, man. And we kind of it kind of developed this rivalry like straight away. X against Y. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like because uh, obviously studying psychology I know about like social groups and stuff okay that's like um that is in versus out group isn't it so that's okay. just like if they're not us they're out and right. if they're yeah, us yeah. we're in so immediately once you like label that that's the thing about like social inclusion and social groups as well it's, it's very much like a labeling thing which makes you wonder how much choice you actually do have to it for example, I am part of the black community. I'm part of the black social group. That's not by choice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's by label. Mm-hmm. And that's by like visual characteristics. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with being part of that group, nor is there anything amazing about being part of that group. It's just I am part of that group. Yeah. But because of that, there are now other people that look at that and go, well, they're the out group. Yeah. So now they're not us mm-hmm. they're different from us and that's when you start to get all sorts of different thoughts because if you actually look at like the theory it there is well documented evidence that people that aren't in your in group you will treat worse do you know what i mean so when you yeah. say like we had x and y 
like through no fault of our own, we've already like been like our, our, our school already put us into different social groups. Yeah. And we didn't even have a choice of that. Exactly. I think what's yeah, interesting is the choices we made when we crossed over those social groups. Because we mm-hmm. were friends with a lot of people in Y. We were, we were both uh, X side, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, and we were friends with a lot of people in the Y side. So Yeah. Well, that's, that was mainly because our interaction throughout 7 to 11, though, wasn't just restricted to the times of school. school. We had like a good hour a day where we were just on a train. Probably more than that, a little bit more than that, you know. Yeah, I guess, because we would walk to and from school, yeah, walk yeah, ridiculously yeah. slow, yeah. chatting absolutely nonsense. And then have to run the last, like, 30 seconds to get <laughs> yeah. that train. And everyone's yeah. just dashing, yeah. Fuck, you um, know. That was funny. So we'd spend, we spent a lot of time just mixed together, mm, and that, mm. I think, increased our bonds with a lot of Y-siders. Yeah. Um, Shout out Y-siders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout them out, man. <laughs> um, so compared to a lot of the kids who lived locally... We we were kind of seen as like a, at least I felt this. I don't know if you felt yeah, this. It like, felt like a, a almost like a different group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, and even now when when I kind of catch up with with certain friends, like there is a difference. And you know we do say like, oh the Essex boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we know who we're talking about. It's not just like oh yeah. You, Shout out Essex boys. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that that was quite interesting. That you know it kind of. We didn't really make that choice. We were sort of forced into that position, mm. but then obviously mm. we made the choice to not enforce the fact we were X side. Yeah, like we didn't yeah, yeah, carry yeah. an X side badge and like slap everyone who was Y side yeah, yeah, in the, yeah. the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we did have beef from time to time. Yeah, yeah. but that was just like <laughs> football beef, like yeah. fucking X side versus Y side today and all of that shit. That was intense. Yeah, I man. I remember this one time. You you know who I'm talking about? Just full on. Stat, like I go to tackle him, and I've been like pretty shit at tackling people in 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 big football. black guy we talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I've been yeah, pretty yeah. shit at tackling people in football, and I I tackle this guy, and he he like goes over my leg, like rolls on the floor. I'm like shit, are you're right. He pushes me on the floor and just stamps on my stomach. Yeah, and the thing yeah. is, like it it didn't really hurt because I guess we're both we're both quite big at the time. Yeah. But I was just looking at him like, oh man, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, <laughs> to hurt you. Like that's the kind of intensity yeah, that yeah, we just yeah, go yeah, down yeah. at. Um, but yeah, there, there was definitely a lot going on there. So moving on from year 11, mm. by, by this point, you're, you're talking about a social system that we were part of where mm, mm. a lot of us are going to each other's house parties. Like mm, mm, at mm. this point, X side and Y side had both developed lots of different groups yeah. that had lots of different cool kids in yeah, them. Yeah, and then yeah. the similar similar types of cool kids, let's say, yeah. would would sort of overlap well or find similarities yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, go out of their way to meet. And um I guess like in sixth form mm. you finally have the the choice to be like well, we'll completely let go of that X side, Y side, even though we're still talking about it now, 10 years yeah, later. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 15 years later. Well, fucking years later. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do the math right now, man. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's actually like, it's, it's mad because just the whole idea of it and how as soon as we've like passed that year 11 barrier, we just totally disregard all of it. It's just... 
it just goes to show like how it is a choice sort of thing like your yeah. social social group and your social inclusion it is a choice because we didn't choose to then stick with like that whole x side y side mentality we didn't choose we made our own social groups yeah. and i think that's important you know because we actively went out and sought those that were like similar to us i mean i know we're just kids and we're not like we weren't thinking about this per se yeah, at the yeah. time but when you look back at it like that's that's what we done we went out and we actively chose our social groups and then we built the relationships from them i think like as you get older you sort of like tunnel vision on like your social group do you know what i mean yeah yeah you I think suppose. that your social group is is the world i think you yeah, know speaking younger, about yeah. a recent a recent issue yeah. um so obviously the the general elections now personally i don't i don't like to talk much about politics i don't yeah. think i know enough yeah, to uh to say literally anything yeah, I don't yeah. really don't know enough. I do understand, like some key issues that have yeah, been yeah, put yeah. out there, um, but it seems that the majority of my of my uh, Facebook feed is just filled with people, people talking about how they're going to vote Labour and how if you vote Conservative, you're like pretty much insane. Yeah. So that's yeah. the majority of my Facebook feed, and so I just got this impression. Mm. Talking about tunnel vision, we'll yeah. talk about how technology sort of helps. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I just kind of got this impression that everyone. Is going to vote for Labour. Labour's probably going to win. Yeah. And then when they showed me the results, I wasn't just confused because the Conservatives won, like, but because they won by a lot. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, I was like, what the fuck? How have I, how have I even missed this? Like, oh, usually, what the fuck? Yeah, well, hey, hey, look, Conservatives, y'all done well. If we got any Conservative listeners, y'all done well, man. Shit. But what the fuck, Labour? What the fuck? Well, let's not bring it into, into politics. More of course just, not, man. Of more just not, like, yeah. I really thought or had this illusion that my social group, and this yeah. is not necessarily just close friends, yeah, but yeah. people that I interact with, yeah. represent a good image of the yeah. la- of larger makings of, of what England is. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I thought. But yeah. clearly that's just tunnel vision. Yeah, but then we got like... With, with social groups as well, again, it's the in versus us, it, uh, in versus out group. And you don't you don't pay attention to that out group. For example, I'm a West Ham United supporter. Mm-hmm. If anyone don't know, that's football. Uh, if you happen to be listening from, like, America, that's soccer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, so I don't pay attention to other football teams mm-hmm. that's the out group I have nothing to do with them they can all go eat some fucking eggs I hate eggs so they can go eat some eggs man but yeah I don't pay attention to them no I, you so, don't hate eggs yeah you don't hate eggs I hate eggs and man. you don't hate nuts oh I hate right? nuts and I hate Listen, eggs yeah, man you may hate them by themselves that's yeah. fair enough yeah. alright I don't know who got you these eggs and nuts and we're like <laughs> just here you go here's a raw egg <laughs> yeah you like it and you're a bit like, mm, not really. I just hate it. Done. Yeah. But you ate pastries yesterday that had crushed nuts in them, that yeah. had eggs to make the thing. They, yeah. they literally yeah. wipe egg on the surface to give it that extra crispiness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you were like, like, this is good. It don't taste like it. Yeah, so you don't right. hate it egg. Don't, yeah, like don't it. hate on egg. I'm part that. of something I'm... bigger than this. <laughs> in the grand scheme of yeah. things, I love eggs. All right, shout out to eggs as well, man. You'll be doing your thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're providing nutrients for motherfuckers. <laughs> but um, let's let's move move back. So yeah, so like you're looking at like uh, you don't really pay attention to out groups. So um, 
Oh, I'm not even going to lie, but I've forgotten the point that I was trying so to make. the point that you were trying to go ahead is is basically this idea of tunnel vision is That's restricting it. our view. Yeah. And because there's an out group that we don't pay attention to, yeah. we, we just don't see them Yeah, at all. you disregard them. Yeah, yeah. Now, I actually sat back and when conservatives won, I thought to myself, huh, why is that? And if you think about it, like we're what, 26? Mm-hmm. So 26 and under are probably voting Labour, but then my nan's 90, like 93. Damn. Yeah, we're forgetting about like the 93-year-olds down to the 26-year-olds yeah. who probably are starting to make enough money to like, actually, yeah, support yeah. themselves, probably starting to do things. Plus, you know, there was the whole aspect of like Brexit. Mm. Again, these are all the outgroups that we're not seeing. Yeah, these are all yeah. the social groups that we just don't see because we pay no attention to them. Mm. We don't give a fuck about them. So when you actually think about it, it's not that surprising because... We're like as as the young generation going like about to go into the next like fucking represent the country and whatnot. We 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 only see what the other young generation see. Yeah, of course, you know what yeah. I mean. Like my nan doesn't use social media. Mm-hmm. My nan's watching the TV where they're slating like Jeremy Corbyn. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which no one else watches. Yeah, well, we exactly. Think, we think no one exactly. else watches. Exactly, because we, we on like Instagram and shit just seeing vote Labour, vote Labour, vote yeah, Labour, yeah, vote yeah. Labour, vote Labour. But we ain't actually like, uh, uh, and it's not like we're not actively like trying to look at other groups or anything. It's just the way that like the brain works and the way that like social uh, social like connections work. We, we, we just don't have time for it all. Yeah, we yeah. just don't have time to take in all of yeah, these no, stimulus coming in. I would agree. Obviously, in. there's lots so, of even within our school. There's a lot we we talked about within like two hundred and fifty students. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's there's lots of different groups, and then we yeah. had the yeah, people in the year above who kind of yeah. like merged a little yeah. bit with yeah. us. Yeah. Like, there's loads of people trying to do certain things and identify yeah. as like similar. Yeah, and. I wouldn't really know. Like, you wouldn't know what's going on with, with a, a different group. You wouldn't yeah, know what they're, they're going to do on a Friday night. Like, course, you wouldn't course, know, like, yeah. you know, we might be running around, like, trying to find a random place to smoke weed and get yeah. drunk and yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like, oh, I'm just fucking chilling in the cold and shit. But they some might people like, might just be playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And we don't fucking know because... Yeah, no offence against the Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Man, actually, Dungeons and Dragons, man. <laughs> I actually would like to play that. I really yeah, enjoyed real, RuneScape real, real. as a kid. And yeah, it was dope. RuneScape yeah. was dope, RuneScape was, was Did very... you ever get a RuneScape girlfriend? I didn't. Oh, man. Yeah. I had, like, this one character come up to me and was like, will you be my boyfriend? And I was like, hell yeah. RuneScape girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it in from young. Yeah, dominated there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> How did you, you used to have to make money on RuneScape as well, innit? it? Mm-hmm. For anyone that don't know, RuneScape was like, what What was it? I'd say it was like... MMORPG. Pre, yeah, it was like pre-Minecraft or something. Like, Minecraft's probably the best way to it's, describe I, is it. Is it pre-World of Warcraft or... I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it basically like a multiplayer um, game that was done online, which had... Uh, it was in a fantasy world which had similarities to real life in yeah, the sense yeah. that like you could progress you would see your active progress you can make money yeah. you could buy different stuff it was you know. like one of them first sort of start like one of them first games that set the scene for like games to come yeah like at least from a computer perspective yeah it's really weird now when I I really enjoy games like that but yeah. now whenever I play a game like that I always think 
must have this old man vibe going on. Like, I always think they, they're too complicated. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how it's to me as well, bro. That's, <laughs> like, like, shit's just, like, technology is just starting to slip a little bit. Yeah. Just a yeah. little bit. Not too much, just a little bit. Like, I get, like, I'll, I'll be around, like, a kid or something, and they'll show me how to do something on my phone that I didn't know how to do. And I'll be like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Like, technology's just getting above us a little bit, man. It yeah. sucks. For, for real, definitely. A few years ago, I, w- I remember I was in London and I was, um, I was playing football with my little brother and these, mm. these like four kids that are like 10 years old or something mm. approach us and they're like, hey, do you want to play with us? Do you want to have a quick game so we can play free on free? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. So we play against them, you know, just nothing too in- insane. You know, they're, they're not like full on hood kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. after the game, they were like, oh yeah, good game. What's, what's your YouTube account? What? Yeah, I was like, I was like, what, what do you mean? What the fuck? I was like, what, you, you don't make random videos and put them on your shoe? I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, no. That's like one of the big ones, isn't it? Like, yeah, everyone's trying to be like, a YouTuber what? nowadays. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this 10-year-old kid is already getting on it. Like, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm going to do this. It's, it's, it's mad. But then that's just like a different, looking at like what makes up like a, what makes up like a social group, you know? You mm-hmm. have many different factors. You have like, obviously the, the main, the main one would be like um, shared interest. Okay. So if you have like a lot of shared interests, um, you're going to come together to express those interests. Another one is like um, time spent. So not only does mm. this one particularly work in like social groups, but this works in like, um, this works in like romantic relationships as well, friendships yeah. and stuff like that. The more time you spend together, the better chance you have of building a relationship because you're just you're you're seeing that person you're having constant communication with them all the time what about the uh, the friend zone dilemma the friend zone dilemma well you're trying to get a girl and you get friend zoned by her yeah so you're saying that like um, the more time you spend with a person the more the higher chance you have of building a relationship is that is the relationship restrictive like as in if you spend time with someone mm. under the pretense that, you know, you're not going to be romantically involved, mm. is that going to build a relationship? What what type of, are we talking like romantic friendship or... A romantic, just, a romantic one. Or if there's no pretense of like sleeping together. Yeah. It very well might, it very well might. I mean, that's, that's what's interesting. I mean, I wish I had like some of my books and like knowledge to hand at the moment, but... um it takes, there's many different factors it takes to build like a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. We're, we're diving deep into like social psychology, but it takes many different factors. So from what I can remember, there is a shared interest. There's like um, longevity. There's, there's things like trust. Trust mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, there's things like uh, family. So some relationships you're like already set from stone. Do you know what I mean? In terms yeah. of your family. Um, there's there's like friends of friends and stuff like that. There's there's many different things, but the most important ones are time spent and shared interest. Okay. Without a doubt, shared yeah, interest yeah. will increase time spent. And um, the more you the the more you spend with someone, the more chance there is for you to then sit back one day and go, huh? If it's like yeah, thinking right. in a romantic sense, huh? Like I sort of like this person, it's or true. if yeah. it's if it's also like um, then you get like a gestures and shit as well will help to develop relationships so mm-hmm. doing specific actions that you know like people might like or or again it, 
none of this is done in like a malicious way. I do things that I know people like, not for the sake of building relationships, but just for the sake of like, yeah. I know that they like this is, I think this is a pretty, pretty common paradox in the, um, let's call it the rational socializer. Mm. So mm. whenever you aim to make a friend, mm. Mm. it kind of takes away from the natural feeling behind building friendship. Mm. Because like, mm. Obviously, if you go... It's the hmm. same with like, trying to like, sleep with a girl or yeah, something, yeah, man. It pretty takes much. away as like, soon as all you, the fun. As soon as you try to rationalise what you're trying to do, yeah. it becomes like the problem between trying to manipulate mm. and to just have a, a thing. Mm-hmm. So a word that I just tend to use is, is influence. Like, yeah, I, try, yeah. I try to influence in the direction I would like things to go. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, if you see uh, like a negative response you can you can always step back yeah 100% um, 100% and that's, that's the same with, with friendship you know like uh, you might meet a person at some point and be like oh yeah I'd love to be friends with them try yeah. to engage with them in a positive way which yeah. is usually the way that people are usually receptive to it yeah, yeah, yeah. and they might they might not really give you anything back and then one day they might make a weird crude joke and you might be like oh, I, I get that and then make one back and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like they're like yeah, well, that's, Boom, like, that's I love like a shared interest. Yeah, yeah, you've, you've, yeah. you've like figured it out. Another mm. another important thing, which uh, like a lot of girls are gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe it's 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 true. People listening to this, it's true. It's like your first impression, your first initial attraction to them. Mm-hmm. You like some people don't want, for example, what if anyone can see? I'm using quotation marks. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't see, but I'm using quotation marks. Some people don't want ugly friends per se. Do you know what I mean? That's and when they go one, out yeah. into like society and they go out into like the world, they disregard ugly people. Yeah. Ugly by yeah, definition, yeah. whatever your own definition is, of course. Yeah, well, um, the out group. Yeah, yeah. They, they completely disregard them, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't build a relationship with that person because you already see them as like, eh. But then, so, so a lot of what like attracts us to other people is... Um, like for us, it's longevity, it's time, mm. you know, we had shared interests. At the age that we met, we weren't like, oh, this person looks like he's he's, he's going to bring me fortune if I hang around yeah. or whatever. Um, to be fair, it was very but, much circumstance because we were yeah. together on the train yeah. and then we were together on Exide. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and then, then we had like the same friends as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was about We, we shared uh, some first experiences together. Yeah, fuck yeah, then. man. Some crazy yeah. ones. So... Yeah, like yeah, maybe for another podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's for another but like, podcast. Let's bring it right back to the choice that people make about mm. um, social groups. So we spoke a lot about how people actually build social groups. Yeah. But how much of this is done sort of intuitively in the moment, and how much of it is done by choice in in your own life? I think that just I think that depends on the actual character of the person, you know. Um, me personally, I didn't always want to be the, like the most friendliest person, and mm-hmm. like the most like go out and make friends. And now I find it hard to like go anywhere and not just chat shit to someone. Right. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And not just talk to someone. Like I find it very hard not to be an extrovert. When mm-hmm. when I'm by myself, I very much want to be an introvert. But I think there is a lot of choice depending on the character of the person. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I so, would say that. So I've heard. I've heard a lot of this. Like. Well, a lot of extrovert, introvert, like uh, separation. So if mm, you're going to make mm, an in and out group of it, mm, like you were mm, saying, mm. a lot of people that don't enjoy 
chatting shit to people mm. will be like, oh, well, I'm an in-, in their mind, they'll be like, well, I'm an introvert and you're yeah. an extrovert. Yeah. So that they never have to take the step or in, a, in a certain extrovert. sense. Yeah, 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 in a certain sense, they make the choice to make a barrier yeah. that will make it harder for them to try that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that people aren't introverted or extroverted. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, yeah. there is an outcome to the thing that you do. Mm. So if you go into a room of five people and you choose to stand in the corner mm. and look gloomy, mm. yeah, the outcome might be that people won't talk to you. Yeah. And that you'll leave that room being like, oh, that was pretty crap. And you sort of like affirm and live up to those introverted yeah, exactly. ide- ideology. Exactly. That then once you've affirmed it, you've sort of like built a stronger foundation for it for you to then believe I am an introvert. Yeah. This is very much like not only is it just um, like the power of, of, of affirmation, but it's also like the power of your own mind. The more you can believe into something the more it will become what you know and find yeah. what you know pretty much you know become I mean? reality yeah, yeah and that affects your ability to change and 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 mm. and your ability to make choices that are as a direct result of like the internal change that you have yeah Do you know what yeah I'm saying? i i completely agree the strange thing though like i think in the example that i put mm. um i was like clearly trying to to kind of bring out the, the extrovert in people mm. and be like, mm. you can be an extrovert. But yeah. the sh- weird thing about that is even the gloomy person mm. has a sort of social tactic. Yeah. So like, for example, let's let's step away from the gloominess, it's yeah. harder to kind of see, but if you see, for if you imagine a very attractive woman, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, a very attractive woman, this is stereotypically speaking, if she goes into a room full of like, Lads, yeah, yeah. lads, yeah. They they are gonna start talking to her, yeah. especially if they've got enough like confidence within yeah. them. Yeah. So she doesn't need to make conversation. Yeah. She just basically needs to be entertained. You yeah. know, and she can choose to develop that. Yeah. The problem is, like, I think uh, this is where the the kind of stereotype of like, oh, the the attractive person doesn't need to be very smart or very interesting yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the interest comes to her. Yeah. Um, but I think with, this is the point where you decide the type of person you want to be. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember, you know, when you like pick out, um, dandelions and you blow them out and it was like, make a wish. Yeah. I remember when I was like in year eight, at this point I had braces. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that, man. Yeah. I had, some, I had some weird smile going on. Fuck it up. <laughs> and I was like. I picked up a dandelion and I remember making this wish and I was like, I wish I was the most attractive person in the world. And I was like, yeah, you know, thinking back, you know, I was like 13 year old kid. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah of fair, course. Fair. You want to get all the girls. You wanna yeah, 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 be, be the, yeah. So now I think back to it and I'm like, well, of course, I'm sure everyone mm-hmm. wants to be attractive mm-hmm. in, cer- in a certain way, but I, at no point mm. did I, decide that being attractive would stop me from having an input on what's happening in the social situation. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, this really gets, gets to me. Like, when I go out with people yeah. and 
we're all dancing and yeah. you know like sometimes you're dancing and people form this little like circle, circle. and I hate that so I hate uh, me too I, I hate dance it. In I'll, the middle I'll go down I start dancing in the middle someone into it. and then slowly I'll, I'll look around and be like wow these just people just stopped you. dancing yeah like it's cool if you're all dancing in us and you're in a circle and yeah, people jumping yeah. in and out but then when people have just stopped yeah. to just watch yeah. and I'm like Give them a show, bro. That they basically have brought me to create the interest. Give them a show, and bro. And I'm just like, that's this like, is not, that's, this is that's, not fun. That's not, that's like, you know what I mean? That's like, now you're being watched. Now you're like the, now you're like the, the, the. Well, you're the performer. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, in a sense, performer, people, but, but people that's, are that's, very comfortable watching. But then that means that you can then take like influence you can you can take that 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 energy that's like resonating with you and you can use that to influence because once everyone's like looking at you in that circle and you're dancing mm-hmm. like you step outside of that club now everyone's like oh you're the guy that can dance are you oh, yeah, 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 that's true. and you're like oh shit and then you can like take that and you can use that as like influence you know what true, i mean and, true but then also at the same time if you're in a circle full of people that you don't know right yeah um if you're staring at someone dancing in a circle, yeah. the attention span of most people is quite low. So that, yeah, yeah, let's say yeah. you have a, a group of 10 people yeah. notice you dancing yeah. and they're there, start clapping, start yeah. going for it. Then a group of another 10 people notice you dancing. Yeah. You are going to be less interesting to the first 10 people than you are to the second group of 10 people. So then what you have is like this sort of ripple effect of the first 10 people are sort of like intrigued, yeah. really excited... This next people are intrigued, really excited, but the first 10 people start to be like, eh. But then if you think about it, that's like, um, it's like anything. That's like why we do whatever it is we do if we offer out a service because you, you, you want to attract the initial like core. Yeah. You want to keep attracting. You have to keep the core like interested. That's the Yeah, okay, that, that's like the, the so, building the, the foundation, well, yeah. building community thing that I was talking yeah, about yeah, in, the, yeah. in the kind of, yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Um, but with dancing... I think there's a slight variation from service to um, dance. Like, they are actually really closely related, and I wish people saw it more, mm. where when you offer out a service, mm. you attract people that would want that service. Mm. And ideally, you'd offer out that service if you wanted that service to exist. Mm. So, for example, the person who invented uh, taxis mm. m- may have just been like, oh, man, I wish there was more taxis. And they're like, fuck it, I'll, I'll make the taxis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people start being like, I like taxis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so from like a business point of view. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But when it comes to socialising, it's just that little bit harder because you kind of, again, this is mm. from a, a naive perspective, you mm. want it to be effortless. And you want it to be like, I'm just going to go, socialize, dance, move my hair back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah everything's going to be great. Marco like has that no drunk hair, white. <laughs> yeah. I got a bit of hair. He's got a bit of hair. He's got a fade right now. He's rocking. Yeah. The fade is in right now, man. My no. face looking a little bit bummy, but the fade is in right now, man. <laughs> yeah, but basically you want to yeah. get like that. You want to have that feeling that the, the drunk girl wasted yeah, uh, like, like a just woo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of want to get to that feeling. And that's yeah. the naive sense of it. Yeah. Because the reality is, in any social environment that you go, mm. you're going to be influencing people's opinion of you, regardless of what you do. Mm. And mm. you can choose to interact with people in a way that is fun for you or is mm. not. 
Mm. And what's not fun is dancing in a restricted place, mm. having people telling you to dance because... Or at least telling here. you through your eyes, through like their eyes of watching you. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and not not getting involved and interacting. Cause yeah. In one way, they sort of make they make you a kind of out group in that sense. Mm, mm. They're like, oh, he's the dancer, mm. and we're the non viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to kind of be aware of that when you're making those social choices. Mm. Now, to move back because we're gonna be running out of time soon. Um, this is actually something that I'm, I was curious about, about oh, yourself. Uh, when you left for uni, yeah. what, like I remember meeting some of the friends that you had in first year. Yeah. What drew you to those people? I'll be honest with you. So like when I um, first got to uni, it was just more like, because I lived in halls. Mm-hmm. For anyone that don't know what halls is, it's just a big building with like many different rooms, many different like bedrooms. It's almost like a flat in a sense. Well, like a block of flats in a sense. But a lot less uh, like private. So, yeah. What so, you going to say? A lot less gang. A lot less gang. <laughs> nah, it was still motherfuckers that was ready to do some shit. It was just in Cambridge. It was like, fuck that shit. Um, but yeah, so, like, I lived in halls and initially it was just be friends with the first people that you see. Yeah. Because like you gotta you gotta start from somewhere, but it was more the shared interest. You meet people, and I very quickly became friends with people from London. Mm. Like people that were from London were my closest friends because you know we spoke the same way, we gelled the same way. You know we got on the same vibe as each other. So very quickly became friends with people from London, and then it became like the black people from London. All <laughs> oh, right, right. Because <laughs> we was like. Like, because then you're, like, narrowing it down even more into, mm-hmm. like, that specific community and that specific, like, social group. So it sort of got there. But the friends that you met, those were, like, the guys that were from London, the people from London, and okay, just, like, yeah, we'd yeah. spent some time with them. But uh, quite a few of them happened to be on the course that I was on as well. Right. So, you know, it was it was that idea, to, like, idea of shared interest at the time. Now... Uh, safe to say well not safe to say but those shared interests didn't maintain because like me and you as we've gotten older we've had like the same shared interests you know mm. like you have to be a fighter I like fucking fighting we talk like philosophy psychology yeah. we talk all of this shit because like we've always just maintained those shared interests and they've advanced with us and mm-hmm. and even when we go away we come back we have talks about everything and anything yeah so it was just that shared interest that got me involved with those people, you know, like in law, being from London. Um, and yeah, just getting up to a bunch of stuff. We'd done a couple of things that we we were also doing things we shouldn't have been doing. So I won't say too much of that on camera, unlike fucking the podcast. But yeah, we was, it was a lot of shared interest that brought us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, I'd say that's what so it was. Man. It was like the, the situation, shared interest. Did you... Yeah, like circumstance as well. Circumstance yeah. brings people together. But again, we had like those social exclusions because in my halls, we had like four different floors mm-hmm. and each floor was split into a half. So like okay. my my floor was the top floor on the right. Um, and I think that was... We was the 200s. So it started off... 
like one flat was the 50s, one flat was the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, 90s, 100s, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember. I think we used the 100s, actually. And, um, yeah, so people would always be like, ah, oh, let's go to the 100s. Ah, oh, let's go to the 50s. Ah, yeah. oh, let's go to the 70s. Like, that's, that's crazy because that's almost like how gang culture and stuff starts as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. the 60s, the 70s, like the... Do you get what I mean? People so, identify with some kind exactly, of Exactly, number. Yeah. Exactly. I remember having like BB fights, BB gun fights with people that were from the 60s, man. Like, we, it was it was relentless, the shit we got up to in that place. But yeah, man, it was, it was, mm. it was shared interest. And then, do you remember like um, at a certain point between then and now making an active decision to uh to to build like a friendship or a to make a between then and now yeah i've 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 yeah i've made active decisions to build a friendship i actually say her name because she's cool and she won't mind so like i've made active decisions to build a friendship with her there's this one girl that lives in canterbury her name's taylor shout out taylor what's up man i got you um she yeah i've like actively made a decision to build friendships with her you know she lives with a girl called jess again shout out jess man Love, love her, man. I've made like actively tried to go out and build these relationships. And what's good is, you know, when you go out and you try and build relationships and it's reciprocated. Yeah, that that's the most important feeling, thing yeah. because as much as I put into these relationships, these people put in the same amount as well. Yeah. It's not like I'm giving them everything. And again, it's never coming from a malice place. I just try and be a good person and build mm-hmm. a good relationship because I see, like, I see the good in them nowadays for me it's more about like the vibe that i get off that person the energy and like whether they're just a genuine genuinely good person or not that i kind of fucks with so so because of that i've made the active decision and i think they've seen the same in me and it's been reciprocated whereas i have like i won't say that any relationship i try to embark on i do try and build on but if it's not reciprocated straight away or it's not reciprocated in a way that i sort of like i can work with yeah. then I ain't really gonna try too hard to keep maintaining that relationship. What I have noticed is a lot of the relationships that I have built built have just fizzled out. Mm. Fizzled out, you know. And you know, to, you know how it's like where they, they, they just don't, don't exist. exist like, like I wouldn't say we're not like I would I, in fact I'd say we're not really friends. I'd say like with a lot of people we're just sort of like we know each other. We know we exist. Yeah, we know each other. Like I wouldn't be like if I died I'd expect them to come to my funeral. Do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like we've known each other and we fizzled out just because of circumstance and they've probably met other people with shared interests and, you know, circumstance is a big one as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, bless you, man. Circumstance so, is massive. So, like, what I have found, though, is my attempt to trying to build relationships depends on, like, what I want from that relationship mm. and what I want from, like, that social, like, circle. So if I want, like, the longevity of a relationship or if I want, like, a... If I want, like... If I'm trying to, like, like build with a girl or something, you know, I'm obviously going to put in a lot more time and a lot more effort and a lot more, like, of myself into that. Mm. Why, why, what obviously? I've noticed is that is... That's, like, become a lot smaller, the amount of times that I try and do that. Right. Because you know, there's that whole being careful with who you're trying to mm-hmm. do whatever. But why? Why? Obviously, when you mentioned like putting your time and effort into a girl, like why? Why is that? Uh, what's obvious about that? Well, putting your time and effort into it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you understand like how you build social relationships and you understand how you build like social, like like the 
the construct of like social psychology and shit like that, you will understand that they're 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 to in order to build like a long lasting relationship, one that will work against the test of time, mm. and one that will work against like strictly speaking in like a romantic sense now. Yeah. You need to you need that time. You need to identify shared interests. You need to have like I think like my lecturers were always telling me there was like six or seven different things and you need to have like at least four of them. Like, and you need to then constantly be working on it and, and constantly like, it's a constant growth and development process, which is why you need to put the time in. Mm. If you ain't putting the time in, then you're not really going to yield the sort of result that you want from it. But equally, that's the same as like anything else. It's just, you know, like you, you put the time into fighting and you yield results in terms of wins but speaking strictly like in the mind towards other people, if you put time into people and you put effort into people, you try and make sure that you're around that person. You try to build some sort of foundation for that person. Then yeah. eventually what's going to happen is you're going to build a really lasting relationship. If it goes into a romantic level or not, there's other factors to determine like mm -hmm. attraction. You know, attraction is a really big one for romantic relationships. You, It's very difficult to be with someone that you're not attracted to. Yeah. So if you're not attracted to them, it's going to make it harder anyway. Not to say that there aren't people there that are with someone they're not attracted to. But the reality is, if you're with someone, chances are you're attracted to them. You know, all these girls that, all these people that are like friends with. I was actually talking to one of, one of my female friends and uh, shout out Manny, man. Um, I was actually talking to her and she was like, you know, there was this guy who was good. There was this guy who was like pretty, like he was a good friend. He was a pretty good person. But he he done said some stuff and long story short, she just wasn't attracted to the guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're not, like you could have the best friendship or best relationship, but if you're not attracted to him, mm -hmm. you're not going to build a romantic relationship. Yeah, I, you think, know I think I mean? that's pretty simple. Yeah, so trash uh, is like one of them, but it's it's time, longevity, shared interest, stuff like that. That's what I've been going on throughout the podcast, man. Mm. And it's just building and developing on those things, you know. So, so like, when when you're making decisions, something mm. that I've always, or I've always struggled with is I'm, I'd say, I'm relatively quite a social person. Yeah, like I, I like to be speaking to a lot of different types. Yeah, of people. I'd like to agree with that as well. Yeah, and. Um, I find it very frustrating mm. putting time and effort into mm. an in, into individuals. Mm. See, at the moment, like it's pretty much my job. Like I put time and effort into individuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's incredibly frustrating because obviously, like because it's my job, I can commit a lot of time mm. to it, and because it's not their job, they can't commit yeah. a lot of time to it. Yeah. Um, but it's put me in a situation where I notice like what building a, a good friendship is mm. about and what you need to kind of convey. Yeah. But then there's a slight difference between a good friendship mm. and social opportunity. And I think like, you know, when uh, I, you get that that character in, in like a movie or something, they move to like a new place and yeah. they, they, their parents are like, go make friends, go make yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think their parents, I don't think their parents are going like, go and make a friend. They're yeah. going like, go find social opportunity. Yeah. And social opportunity, for those yeah. of you who don't create that distinction in your mind, is about cr having access to multiple social groups. 
And this yes. is this is one huge my part. Friend, my friend, my cousin would call that being a chameleon. Being a chameleon. Me and, me and uh, you remember Ben Hammond? Yeah. We had a conversation about uh, personality types in year nine. And we, 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 st- we spoke about um, personality type of being a chameleon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. it. It was quite... Being a chameleon, you can blend into any sort of like mm. social situation. Yeah. And that sort of like in a sense, covers you. Yeah. Because you can go anywhere and get on with anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like I'd like to think that, you know, your, your, your girlfriend, she has a good impression of me. I'd like to think that mm. Theodora upstairs, she has like a good impression of me because these like... Are, these are two people that he just met yesterday. Yeah. That yeah. he... Um, have like lengthy conversations with. That's yeah. <laughs> what I like to do, man. Dove into just conversation and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I had, like, conversation with these people and I'd like to think that they went off thinking, like, oh, that person's good, but mm. the point of me saying that is because, like, I chameleonise, if that's even a fucking word. Like, I, I try to be a chameleon to everyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that starts with, like, a basic set of questions, you know, like, okay. the whole finding out questions and then eventually, like, people open themselves up Right, yeah, yeah. So you you ba- so, basically talking about how to make someone feel comfortable enough. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Like I blend into their them. yeah, I blend yeah. into their world in order for them to open up and like just feel comfortable around me. Yeah. So I didn't even like you showed me pictures of her being in the strongman competition, but I didn't even ask her about it. But yeah. yet the way that the conversation went, she was comfortable enough to then talk about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So so yeah, so like, Just blending in. I think know? I think that's a very important step for a lot of people to realize, and that that you can, in a sense, be a chameleon. Yeah. And not and being a chameleon doesn't change who you are. Of course not. Of you course know, being, not. Being a chameleon is basically adaptation. Just, yeah, is another way of saying like, how can I use my language, use my personality to interact. Yeah, use and my it's, skills. It's as kind well. of like how do I use my body f- to move from side to side? Mm, you know, mm, I learn mm. the movement, I repeat it, and then all of a sudden mm, it becomes second mm, nature. Mm. So with, um, I really, I really, I'm really glad you brought up that comedian thing because yeah, I, I remember speaking it. about it a long time ago. <laughs> it's dope, isn't it? <laughs> um, one one downside I would say, mm. based on how you use the chameleon thing, is, um, if you are the chameleon. Mm for a long time mm. and you don't get the amount of uh, reciprocity that's the right yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I find I've had moments where I've been quite sad where I've definitely put a lot of time into making a lot of people feel comfortable yeah and I've only got like a little bit from let's say I meet ten people differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of time into making each of them feel comfortable and like feel not even comfortable, like feel unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. I only get like a a drop of them making me feel unique. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I get the same drop. Like yeah, 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 some yeah. people like drop the same kind of compliment towards yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah. when you hear it ten times, you're like, yeah, but you don't really. Know I think that's where you got to make the distinction of like. Yeah, this is whether friend, you put yeah. time into people or not. Yeah, and that's I, mean? I think that's a very mature choice to make. It is. It is. And it so is. to summarize, just the social group building of life. Make the decision to give yourself access to social opportunity, and from there, 
find the type of people that you would you could imagine building a life with and i don't mean romantically i mean the type of people who when you have a good idea you can just call them up and be like yo i've got this amazing idea yeah, we could yeah. do this some yeah, people yeah. will see that as just like oh business opportunity yeah, or networking yeah, yeah. but the truth is like business grows out of communication and the communication allows us to have a greater independence and find more opportunity 100%. in the life that we live. Yeah, 100%. Now, we've only got a short amount of time, but <clears throat> to change the tone a little bit from the social and to move over to the choice within our life, mm. um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just curious, like, over the past seven years, mm. from mm. what I can remember, um, so you were studying to do law, mm. and then something happened, and mm. Mm. decided to study... Psychology. psychology and then you've I've, I think you've taken quite, up quite a strong interest into photography yeah and I've, I've with psychology I've gone more into like the mental health aspect of it like you know looking at well I work on a mental health ward trying to be a clinical psychologist so I'm, I'm obviously looking more at like your yeah, anxieties depressions and I'm really fascinated by depression. I was with a girl that had depression at the time. I didn't really understand it. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I, like, I called it off with her. Uh, if you're listening, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> um, but... I would say that regardless of if the person has depression, their relationship is two ways and you can only give so much of 100%, yourself. 100%. And I, I'm, I guarantee that you probably tried your best at trying I, to I did, man, I works. did. But what I've learned in working where I work now is I've learned patience for people. Because yeah. when you take me out of that ward, I don't really have a lot. But after a couple of days of being away, my patience for people is so high because I can deal with so much yeah. shit on that yeah, ward. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, going back to the point, yeah. So, like, I studied psychology and then, um, yeah, I want to go into clinical psychology and... I'm focused around like mental health and I'm trying to use like uh, particularly like men's mental health and I'm trying to use my photography to incorporate a bit of that so if you uh, check out my page again my photography page website's coming soon and all not uh, I've recently been putting out a series foundations of a man where I sort of try and discuss like in a brief brief paragraph like just some of the issues I've personally dealt with in terms of like my mental health not saying that I do suffer from mental health issues but we all go through some shit and we need to acknowledge that there's like some that that like as well as our physical our mental our mind needs to be healthy as well which I don't think a lot of people truly understand yeah I feel like it's become a popular catchphrase almost yeah they? yeah but they, don't um, actually... but they don't really know that like you know when when you get out of shape physically mm. and maybe you, you step in front of a mirror and you're like mm. oh damn I, mm. I remember looking better than this yeah. that to you is is a very quick and clear message that you need to do something physical to and the more you don't do that. that the more it sort of plays yeah. with your mental health and then it's very it's funny that you say that because that affects your social situation and your ability to make choices as well because I've I know plenty of people who've put on a few pounds, well, put on a few kgs or something, and now they don't feel like they can go outside or they don't oh, feel yeah, like they yeah. can do certain things. And now it's f fucking up their choice to then go out and and engage socially. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. 
the, the choice of the indi- like we have a lot of choice as individuals to go out and do a mm. lot and you know sometimes we choose not to do this yeah it's 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 um that's what i've noticed with like mental health and things like that as well some people choose to do things that are detrimental or choose mm-hmm. to do things that for whatever reason because again i don't know man but they make these choices and well, we, not we spoke, I actually spoke about this in the October where the topic of the month was motivation. Yeah. And um, you spoke a bit about uh, confidence mm. and how confidence is basically the trust in yourself. Yeah. And when you have this trust in yourself, it, uh, it ignites your motivation, yeah. to put it real simply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the fact that if your confidence is built from one foundation, mm. say, for example, like, I'm only confident because I'm really pretty and everyone loves the way I look. If mm. you get like a cut on your face, all of a sudden you'll be like, fuck, well, yeah, I'm yeah, not confident. Yeah. And end, you've got end of story. to fall back on. Yeah, but yeah. if you build a like solid foundation yeah. for your confidence to be built on, yeah, yeah, yeah. if maybe part of it like wobbles, yeah. because of you've got so many pillars to hold you up, you have time to kind of build that yeah, without the worry others, that yeah. your world is going to collapse on you. Mm. Mm. Um, and well, to come back to you and like your your life, do you remember? Like obviously, there's desire and interest, mm. but do you remember um, any hard choices that you made to uh, be where you are now? Yeah, man. Probably the hardest choice to date was breaking up with my girl, man. Okay. Because like, she that girl like she she loved me. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She loved me. Like, even the family members were like, damn, that girl loves you. But, like, I, I had to be real with myself. I looked at myself in the mirror. I looked at, like, my situation. I looked at how everything was, and it just wasn't, like, where I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. you know? And as, as bad as it sounds, like, I would have been so happy to have her alongside with me. But it's almost like there was, uh, like, there was this bar, and she'd never really like I never really had a problem with like where she was on this bar but recently it started to like just slip below that bar oh, she okay. slipped below that bar and I started to notice that more and more and um yeah like I had to I had to make this decision at the end of the day I said would I be with her or would I not be with her and I chose not to be with her because I could focus my resources I could focus my time I could focus my energy into like everything that I wanted and mm-hmm. everything that I wanted to attain. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I could focus my mind into, like, my fitness and, and into, like, my body. And because I packed on, bro, let me show you some pictures. I know people won't be able to see them, but I got you. You know, let's, uh, let's finish up the podcast. Now. But, yeah. Show, show yeah. So, like, pictures. I um, I done lost a hell of a lot of weight. I done picked up photography. I done done a whole bunch of shit that, like, was positive for myself. At that. So, that's me, like, at the start of this year. You show me pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and that's me like now. Okay. Yeah. So so like lost lost a lot of a weight lot on of weight. some some nice bits of muscle. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's that's from that's from actively choosing to look at my situation, look at what I like, what I don't like, yeah. and work towards what I do like and getting rid of what I don't like. Mm-hmm. As bad as that sounds, but that's the kind of decision I had to make in order to better myself. And I hope that my decision has bettered her as well 
and she learned from her like from from the time we shared together yeah but you know i had to make these decisions in order to get to where i am now i wouldn't be picking up a camera if, I, if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be here in leeds now probably talking to you if it weren't for making like those sorts of decisions That's true, so yeah. Breaking up with her was definitely just the hardest decision I had to make, man. Yeah, I can imagine yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be very tough. Yeah, man, two years. But, you know, life life, life carries on and it goes on. And, you know, it's opened me up to a bigger opportunity and better situations and mm-hmm. just just a positive situation, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, well, it was a big change, <clears throat> big change in my life. So there's, there's an example <clears throat> of a big change that led to positive results. And um, I hope that if you're listening to this and you're thinking about making a decision that might be a bit tough, whether it's quitting a job, ending a relationship, um, just putting yourself out on a limb into the unknown, I hope that you uh, give it a try. 100%. And um, to quote... Oh. Hold on, I need to get this guy's name because... Oh, that's cool. Watched, Don't worry, man. I watched some motivational video. <laughs> Let me do my bit, man. Um, I know we were talking about, like, choices and change and all that, but I really do have this cause for, like, mental health and men's mental health and just the psychology of our mind, the health of our mind, the psychology and just all about it, man. So if you lot ever do want to talk about that shit, I might set up my own podcast. I like this shit. If yeah. you like, ever want to do that shit, um, talk about it, do yeah. hit me up, you know. Um, I'm trying to do a lot more work with my camera. Uh, so, you know, I'm happy to do some video shit, uh, specifically gents that have been through like some mental health problems because, you know, we're not, we're not really recognised enough for that shit. Like, we, if you look at the statistics of what actually kills men like age 45 to like, 18 or something suicide is actually the number one cause wow yeah yeah so like there clearly there's something that we're not talking about and there's something that we're not saying we need to really be proactive with our mental health Mm -hmm. um and saying that man don't forget to be a fucking nice human being at the end of the day do you know what i mean i know we was talking about like understanding how social situations work and things like that but you know that doesn't mean you need to be a manipulative bastard with it be a nice human being, you know, do some nice shit, you know, use your platforms and use your services to fucking be, just help other people. That's that's what this world is about. We're all running a race, but mm-hmm. our races are a lot easier if we're running them together. So let's talk about some mental health. Let's talk about photography, you know, let's talk about making money in business. Let's talk about nothing but positivity and let's get nothing but positivity out there, my man. Yeah, basically, yeah. find what you're interested in Spread that shit and love that shit. Yeah. And to quote Charles Bukowski, which if you haven't heard of, I'd suggest doing a quick YouTube search. Find what you love and let it kill you. Mm. There Mm. we go. Let's end Mm. it on that line. Okay. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed it. And you know where to find me on MKB Body and Mind, either on Facebook, Instagram, or... I don't know if you can message on Spotify, but you might be able to. Maybe, man. All right. Have a good day. Peace. Peace, 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 peace.